first episode of the Pre-Game Effect. My name is Matt, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by Dom, Luke, and Ian. Uh, we're all from Northeast Ohio area and decided we want to kind of designate some time uh, to record the conversations that we generally have daily. Uh, Luke, why don't you give them a little rundown on why we're here. So we're here just basically to help people who are trying to be like us, trying to be an FNM or LGS and boss, you know, but you don't have access to every card ever made. So, you know, you kind of have to, you know, base your deck choices on that. You know, you don't, you, you're going to have to get by on tight play as opposed to always having the best deck. So that's kind of what we're looking for here. Yeah, we found that most of the other Magic-related podcasts were kind of geared towards players looking to level up, uh, get to the upper echelons of the game, and we wanted to kind of bring some helpful information, kind of like Luke said, uh, to individuals that maybe don't have the ability to travel to all the big events all over the place, uh, but are still wanting to put up good results at the local level with possibly here and there attending a Star City event or a Grand Prix. Uh, so let's go around and we'll let everybody introduce themselves and maybe give them, uh, give their background a little bit. Uh, hey guys, it's Dom. Um, <clears throat> pretty much I'm the one of the resident aggro players in our group. Um, do that any graveyard strategy sign me up uh primarily playing modern legacy a bit here and there and figuring out this pioneer thing so as well as some popper after these new bannings so looking forward to this time trying to figure it out uh luke again uh i've been playing probably the least out of any anybody in the group i've only been playing about five six years i'm another aggro player i like to play mountains turn creatures sideways, cast as many spells as I can in a turn. Um, yeah, I play I play pretty much all formats, legacy, modern, standard, and now Pioneer. Uh, hey, I'm Ian. Um, I've been playing Magic since about 2012. Um, I'm kind of at the polar opposite of where Luke and Dom are. My favorite card to play on turn one in modern has pretty much always been Celestial Colonnade. And it's going to be for a long time. Um, I play most 60-card sanctioned formats, anything from like Popper up to Vintage whenever I can get my hands on them. And the fact that I have an account on Magic Online has only fueled that addiction. Cool, yeah. So, like I said, my name's Matt. Um, I have been playing Magic on and off since about... Ice Age came out, so I want to say 95 or 96, somewhere around there. Um, most recently been back since Journey to Nyx came out. Uh, like a lot of them, I play pretty much any format. Um, standard, Modern, Legacy, now Pioneer. Occasionally we ha get to play uh, Vintage at our store every now and then, which is kind of fun to just play broken stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, Primarily, decks I play generally are closer to what Ian plays on the control side, but I've also played things you know that are more on the aggressive, maybe combo-aggressive strategies as well. Um, so, moving on though, this being our first episode and us being new, uh, we kind of want to start off with something else that's relatively new, and we're going to start just by kind of chatting about the Pioneer format. Uh, so, gentlemen, what are your thoughts? Love it. This, this format is everything I've wanted in a new format for a long time. Yeah, it's it's pretty great so far, messing around with it at least. A little bit I've played, play testing and all that jazz. So, 
What have, what have you been playing? Uh, myself, I've been playing Mono Black Devotion. Uh, I've always wanted to cast Grey Merchant, and I've been able to do it a lot lately. So <laughs> that's been fun. So with Grey Merchant, <laughs> what is the most damage you've done with a Grey Merchant? One, uh, with one Grey Merchant. With one Grey Merchant, so far it was 13. Solid. And that was <laughs> with, like, Bolas' Citadel and everything comboing off. And then was that the third Grey Merchant? That was the first. Oh, wow. And then I was it. able to activate Bolas' Citadel for the win. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. That was against an Abzan opponent. So they had cast Siege <laughs> right on two times. So that was great for me. So Nice. What have you been playing, Luke? Uh, I've been playing mostly Is It Phoenix. Uh, I love that deck in Standard, in Modern, um, and now in Pioneer. It's it's just good. You have a lot of good answers to a lot of things you're seeing. Uh, we're, seeing we're seeing a lot of Sahili, and it's great against that. you got all the good sideboard cards against that. And main deck cards. You know, you main deck five lightning axes that cat's not going to live long. Sure. And, well, now it's not going to live at all. <laughs> um, Rip. I've been trying to get, is it control to work? I know I said I was an aggro player, but in Kaladesh Standard, I used to love to play, is it control? And trying to make that work on, on Moto uh, has not been successful yet, but we're still tinkering. That's cool, though. Um, what did what do you play? What are some of the things that you're using in your is it Phoenix decks to um, to kind of like churn it out since you don't have Fatal Soothing and you you don't have some of those cards? Sure, yeah, you're using you know is it Charm as a replacement for Fatal Soothing because it just is Fatal Soothing in one of its modes. That's nine times out of ten that's the mode you're casting it for. Um, strategic planning has actually been basically the one of the best cards in the deck because you're putting three cards in the graveyard. You have um, treasure cruise, so dumping cards in the graveyard is great. Um, also, playing treasure cruise, which <laughs> I'm assuming is going to get banned at some point. Sure. So well, I'm just trying to cast it. Good. I'm trying to cast it as many times as I can until uh, that happens. Uh, I've had a couple of games where I've cast it three times and only paying one mana for it each time. Uh, that feels really good. As somebody who's never got to cast Ancestral Recall, casting that is a close second. Yeah, it turns out that the first Treasure Cruise makes the second one a lot easier to cast. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> yeah. My first constructed deck was going to be Modern Burn, and when I was building it, that was legal. So I was starting to get all the blue stuff. That would have been so nice. But thankfully, before I spent all that money, <laughs> it was already axed. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I don't got to get those. You don't need expensive, tarns. expensive tarns. Oh, no. Good Lord. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, I've been basically... I've played two decks so far. Uh, I've, just, I've played a Bant Company deck. Uh, not the humans-based deck, just kind of Bant good stuff. Um, and then I've played the... Green, black, seasons past, control. I guess it is kind of, um, but yeah, those have been kind of fun. Uh, the the hardest part was playing the seasons past deck though against the Sahili decks, because if I didn't have my thought seasons in the beginning, you're dead. I'm just dead. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have. I I have interaction for the removal, but I eventually run out. So I need to be proactive in getting it out of their hands so they have less chances of drawing what they need to go off. Mm -hmm. Um. But the Bant deck felt pretty good um, when I played it yesterday. Um, 
it was pretty straightforward. Um, Reflector Mage, Spell Quellers. Um, you were playing... This list played three Okos and four Gilded Goose, just because it's, you know, play good cards, I suppose, right? Um, Oko wasn't obscene in the deck. Um, I got it Sorcerer's Spyglass the one time, so then it just didn't do anything. But then I didn't cast it, and I just had a bunch of creatures, and they just attacked. Um, but yeah, so but other, all in that, it's it's been fun. Um, I like th this new format concept for me is just really cool because I like to just brew decks. And so being able to take like a deck that I used to play in standard and now upgrade it with a couple cards here or there has made it a lot of fun for me just because i get to just i'm i'm in heaven like i just got to, oh okay so what did i use to play that did well oh here's this deck now what cards can i add to it that weren't in standard at that point in time oh well let's add these ones in that have been four of in decks recently and it just kind of it, it makes it for a fun time yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely waiting for you to sleeve up your torrential gear hulks again and start casting dig through times yeah it'll happen i have i have my gear hulks and i have my dig through times so still happen. Uh, I don't know if I want to go as far as I, I really want, I picked up two Pearlake Agents. I kind of want to play that card again. Um, so it may be like two turns of Gearhulk and one Pearlake Agent just because. Um, we'll see. I don't know. That's uh, definitely the plan in my control deck. <laughs> that's fair. Try to cast Dig eight times. Let's see if we can Let's see how, how many times this will go. That. That's totally reasonable. Yeah, I, I always have issues with casting eight big through times. Usually, my opponent concedes after the third or fourth one. Yeah, that's probably so. probably a fair statement. What have you been rocking, Ian? Um, I've been playing a little bit of everything because I just have been playing everything on Magic Online. So I've probably played about eight or nine decks at this point through a couple of leagues. Um, I very first thing I played was Blue Eye Control because, like I said. Colonnade is, Colonnade is Bay, and I wanted to just make it so all these people with a bunch of removal and Ogos everywhere, I didn't want to give them any targets, so I have five creatures in my entire deck, and they are all in the sideboard. So if you want to have all those fatal pushes and assassin's trophies and everything in your deck, be my guest. Um, but other than that, I've been playing a little bit of Aetherworks Marvel, God Pharaoh's Gift, Mono Red Burn... Um, played Hardened Scales last night. I had two four ones in a row with Is It Phoenix because, like Luke said, Treasure Cruiser was busted. And I, I have so many different decks that are on my list of things to try. And I'm just very sad that I have a full time job in classes because otherwise I'd be doing this a lot more often. So here's a question You say Celestial Colonnade is Bay. Mm -hmm. You don't get to play Celestial Colonnade. How do you, what do you do? Um, instead of that, I have actually been playing Field of the Dead. Okay. Because killing people with my lands is still one of the easiest ways to win the game. Sure. So how so, do, how do you construct a mana base like that? It was surprisingly not very hard because there's a lot of random value lands that you can play in the deck. Like, I wanted to play both of the white and blue castles. Um, I wanted to be able to play Field of Ruin. And then just having access to shock lands, check lands, cycle lands, and basics, that's already five right there mm -hmm. um i was plus the field around, of the dead plus the field of the dead makes it and six basics. and there, there's a lot of different ways to just randomly have seven land types sure. on turn seven 
without actually making the mandates work. That's reasonable. Um, so now I want to kind of take a look at some of the, the recent pioneer events that have been happening. Um, we have the one, the uh, Nerd Rage Gaming did up in Madison, um, where Hard and Scales took it down uh, with Is It Phoenix coming in second. Um, it looks like for, for what it, yeah, it looks like there wasn't really too much, uh, multiples of the same deck, really. Um, there's two Sahili cat deck, it looks like, in seventh and ninth. Uh, there's two mono green devotion decks. And then other than that, I mean, there's a Simic devotion deck. Okay. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much, you know, yeah, a vast was, array. Yeah, it was surprisingly diverse. Yeah, I kind of, and that, which is kind of cool to me. Yeah, in the top ten, the only repeats are gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So those are no longer. Interesting. Yeah, no there longer. was there was a lot more um, Sahili Cat outside of the top eight and sitting in top sixteen. There was another four copies. Mm-hmm. But still, five in the top sixteen of a deck that just got banned. That's actually relatively diverse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know in my experience playing, you know, not so much playing online, playing uh, at our LGS, I'm playing a lot of different decks. What the have only, you played against? The only time I played the same deck twice was when I played the same guy in two different tournaments. Uh, I played against um, Is It in Soul Soul Artifact. That's a that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that guy ran me over. I remember that. That was that was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm just lucky with my main deck, the amount of removal I have in my main. Sure. That I can just kill anything he tries to put in soul on. Unless, Unless it's, it's a dark, dark steel. steel. That's the only thing I can't. <laughs> right. Do. That right. was my problem. <laughs> Which and then he put more counters on it. <laughs> it turns yeah, out. Fine. Turns out when your opponent has ten power in play, you can cast Supreme Verdict, and they still have ten power in play. You're gonna probably lose. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's really fun is because of that deck, I did get to say the funnest sentence I've said in a long time in Magic: uh, "Bounce your five-five Ghostfire Blade." Yeah. When I flipped my uh, thing in the ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Because that like was that. what he had. That's the only thing he had to insole, so he insoled it, and uh, then we bounced it. Super um, fair enough. Also against. Uh, Played against Burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, played against this uh, Hardened Scales deck. That was a weird deck. Was it mono green or was it blue green? It was blue green. Yeah, I played against that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting though. Uh, so it was like Emery, Hardened Scales with um, whatever the construct is. The mimic. shape. Yeah, it was metallic, metallic mimic. mimic. Um, with those. And mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed good. Um, just, I think against the band deck that I was playing, it was, I just had a lot of the bounce effects, which take the counters off and kind of reset everything. And mm-hmm. my things don't go away unless you walking blister them. Um, term game one, I actually beat him just with a scavenging beat beatdown because he cast an emery and then I just ate everything that went to the graveyard and he could oh, never yeah. cast it again. So yeah. it was just kind of, I was just on a, on a plan. You know, once you once you kind of see what they're doing and you have something that can affect it or at least interact with their plan, it's gonna go. So I know I screwed up against that deck because I had a chance to kill the Emery and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did the strategic planning instead. I was trying to do my game plan rather than be disruptive. Mm-hmm. 
I now know against that deck I want to concentrate on being disruptive <laughs> and I'll just kill him eventually. Yeah, so yeah. You just got to be the control deck because yeah. they're kind of a combo deck. Yeah. So you just oh, want yeah. like like a, a, a slow combo deck. Emery and artifact creatures. <laughs> um, X creatures, yeah. you know. Um, so it's kind of like wanting to just take that step back. Know that, you know, you can set up in a, in a deck like Is It Phoenix, yeah. you can kind of set up and just have Phoenixes in hand or you just kind of mill them away here and there. But you just kind of set up so you have removal so you can get rid of stuff. And then all in one turn, you just kind of like, okay, nine you, nine you again. Okay, cool. You know, because they don't have really... Uh, they do play the Serpent, so they have Reach in that, I think. Oh, see, I didn't see that. Um, but other than that, that's it. Yeah. Uh, say so I played against a Possibility Storm deck. Okay. Lost to that. Yes, uh, that was Jordan's deck. I need to talk to Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so you missed the last two. It was nice. Yeah, no, so I, finally <laughs> I lost to it twice without him ever actually casting Possibility Storm. So I lost to it twice, two games, because he cast Possibility Storm. Ah, it's funny how that happens. Yeah. yeah. Turn, well, it turns out that also plays some strong creatures. Glorybringer is still a really good creature. Yeah. He was playing, uh, it had Possibility Storm. He would then, um, he also had Enter the Infinite. Um, and he had a bunch of adventure creatures okay. so that he could go cast a sorcery, trigger possibility storm. Since all of those in the library are creatures, so he gets to end of the infinite, draws his deck, puts Borbergimos back, casts a creature, put Borbergimos out, discovers lands, kill you. But how can he guarantee that the only card left in his deck is exactly what he wants to cascade into? I don't understand. <laughs> right. Well, the thing that we were talking about is if he mills one of those two, he's kind of on just a really bad beatdown plan. Mm -hmm. But it's a it's still a medium beatdown plan, like he said. He has Glorybringers, you know, and uh, Bone Crusher Giants and stuff like that in it too. Well, he was telling me what was happening is he was getting the beatdown plan going. But it was also messing with his opponents. Like, they immediately tried to assassin's trophy. And he goes, okay, spin the wheel. What, what do you get? And they, they kept forgetting that mm -hmm. through the different rounds. So that was helping him out, too. Because, you know, you're not, they're not always going to hit the exact thing that they need to. Mm -hmm. But that, that, it was working out. I think he, we had, what, 15 people? I think so. I think he got third overall, which is cool. So Yeah. It worked. It was, I think. I think that I have to talk to him. It might be the same deck that's been making its way on Twitter. I was uh, following. It's funny because I, in my deck, I had like post board. I had three Dramopus commands and three collected companies. So if I cast an instant, I'm okay with whatever instant I hit because if I hit the the Dramopus command, I can make him sack the possibility storm. If I collect the company, maybe I can hit like a deputy detention. Or something to get rid of the possibility storm. Yeah. So I had options there. The one time I go and I cast a Dramogus command, trigger the possibility storm, hit a collected company into like the most nothing creatures for the, for what I was doing. Like it was like oh, I hit two gilded gooses. No, awesome. it was like a Jace and I don't know a reflector maiden who didn't have a creature dot or something. So Perfect. yeah, it was real nice. It was real real nice. Um, but yeah, so. Let's let's move on to the Pioneer Challenge on Moto. Um, 
There's one on uh, November 3rd, and there was they had one prior to that on um, October 31st on Halloween. Um, so we want, which one we want to check into first? I mean, we can probably just hit the challenge up, seeing that half of the decks are going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. have to deal with those anymore. Yeah, let's like... see. Out of the five eight-os, three of them were mono green, right? Yep, and then one of the seven ones was a mono green ramp, and then we're just kind of assuming the one seven one that was, it's just a woo bird without the B, uh, is probably a Sahili deck. It, it was. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so the tournament was definitely dominated by monocolored decks, though, mm-hmm. um, which is funny considering the fact that the mana in this format is amazing, mm-hmm. um, which admittedly is kind of how like every standard format always is after rotation. Like, oh, cool, we have all these new toys to play with, and 16 Mountain Guy just won the event. Right. Yeah. Well, I think also what happens, too, is you got a lot of people that are coming from playing modern, mm-hmm. and now they don't get fetch lands, so they just assume the mana is going to be terrible and have to play a monocolor deck. Mm-hmm. Whereas the standard players, their thought is, oh my god, the man is amazing. Mm-hmm. I can play a four-color deck. Yeah. It also doesn't really hurt either that the mono-green deck is just busted. Yeah. Um, was. was. Online. It was. Friday. But. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I did want to ask you guys, you like, missed. despite the fact that two of the cards in the mono-green deck did get banned, is there still enough there to still be a deck? You have Nyctos? Absolutely. Yeah, you still have Nyctos. I'm already seeing lists today coming out with it. And that's, they're think... pretty much just changing it to like more um, explore guys, I saw. And then you just, oh, I had three of this guy. Well, now I'm at four. You know, it's filling it out that way. Sure. Because, I mean, you can still just ramp. Yeah. Right? You can still just play your, like, explosive meditations if you want to. Those kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, two, like Mystic and Lenware Elf. Mm-hmm. Are legal, sure. So, so you still you still have the ramp ability. Um, you can still you could play. I think what I would do, I would try even going like red green. Um, still playing basically a green devotion, but you having red and green and just play like Xenoghost and just start pumping out satyrs and it's, you know what I mean because if you pump out enough mana, and then you just like okay and activate Nickdos. <laughs> Well, then you also get the added benefit of adding 20 mana and banefiring your opponent. Yeah. yeah. That's not the worst. In fact, it usually kills people. Most times. Yeah. Yeah. Most most often. Because luckily, Veil of Summer does not stop banefire. No, it doesn't. Um, yeah, this list I'm looking at now, 21 lands, 4 Nyctos, 2 Green Castle, 9 1 mana ramp guys, mm-hmm. the Mystics, Elves, 1 Goose. Four Once Upon a Time, four Burning Tree Emissary, two Tireless Trackers, three Jade Light, or excuse me, four Jade Light Rangers. The Vivian Arclo Ranger, which I thought was like an okay card in standard, apparently is really good in this format. <laughs> so there's four of those, and then the four Nissas, then four Hydras, four Ballista. Like, I still think that's pretty solid. Me too. Because you just, you're on that plan, you just don't care what your opponent's doing. It's a linear strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if they go turn one, you know, here's an elf, cool, 
you can push it, that's fine. But their next turn, there's going to be two. There's two elves. Yeah. yeah, and it's you, you to try and keep up. Got to play like with that isn't gonna red black with like four dual shot. Just to <laughs> for yeah. turn two. So Ian, I know you're unfamiliar with this, but sometimes people don't care what their opponent's doing. They, <laughs> do their own they let their opponent's spells resolve. They don't try to kill them, kill their creatures. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with how it is with that. I mean, I still do own Eldrazi Tron. Fair. Like, I occasionally just go turn three Tron, Karn, Trinosphere. I don't know how we're friends. I don't know said that. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to note for those listening, they are sitting as far apart as they can at this table. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, I think um, one of the ones that I think is kind of cool is the being able to like upgrade and i think it's not going to be as oppressive as it was in standard but the nexus nexus reclamation deck because you do have so much more access to removal in this format or just ways to interact with that as you did when you were in standard i think it could be kind of cool like i like having a deck like that in the format because it keeps people honest like it makes them have to have some way of interacting otherwise they just literally die well, a lot of decks, their way of not dying to Reclamation or Nexus is they just kill them before they get to that Yeah, point. it's an aggro strategy. Yeah, 100%. Well, it, it won um, the PTQ, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it beat Todd Anderson in the finals. Yeah. Mm. And Anderson was on the uh, Mono Green Devotion. That list was insane. So. Yeah. yeah, the only time that I've played against the Bant Nexus deck on Magic Online was when I was playing Is It Phoenix... And that's when my opponent figured out how bad Fog is against Wild Slash when you're attacking them for 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my one-mana red counterspell that also dealt two damage was pretty nice. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> um, the one that I like, I just want to look it up here real quick, is the Mono Black Vampires. Is that playing Soren? Like, yes. the newest uh, yep. Soren? Yes, that card is playing Soren um, partially because... It lets you land the Planeswalker into a normal threat on three anyway. But so much of the deck is just good value creatures that happen to be vampires. What's what, Knight of the Ebon Hand or Legion or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that card's was, great. Whew, card that is so one's good. annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's annoying in standard. I was just yeah. trying to like grind out, get my coins on Arena because standard's trash. <clears throat> uh, but I kept running into that deck and it was just. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm out. This is bad. Yeah, I don't want to play against this deck anymore. Let's go play Pioneer. Oh, yeah. I, I did that. play against the Mono Black Vampires in Pioneer, and I kept. I found myself saying this a lot. Wait, that's a vampire? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, Drana is sweet in that deck. Mm-hmm. Just putting counters on everything. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Especially mm-hmm. when... Especially when Soren gives the first strike flying difficult to kill creature death touch anyway. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, if we're th- really thinking about it from RTR till now, there was three sets that had vampire tribal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, there, there's got to be some good ones here and there, at least. And I, 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 that's, solid, that's a solid list. Yeah. Exactly. It curves out great. I feel like they could even go and, uh, away from mm-hmm. the devotion aspect. Like, take out... Gray Merchant and the Nykthoses and go... There's a lot of good white vampires, though. Yes. You know, or even playing um, the uh, the enchantment, the one-drop, Legion's Landing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that pumps out vampires, too. So, like, I feel like there could be something with along that line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going aside, like just as a different version of the deck, mm-hmm. I guess. Because um, that, I mean, that's what it was running basically in standard, right? Well, yeah. it, that's that's an option there to think about too. We can have someone who's newer and played standard. There's mm-hmm. black white vampire decks there yep. that maybe they have those. Maybe they already have their shrines or the isolated chapels. They don't want to buy into the spike of Nykthoses that are mm-hmm. 20s, maybe going up because they survived the ban. Like, right. Yeah. That's 80 bucks you're saving if you're mm-hmm. running the four of them. So be doing that, I mean, that that would be fun. I, I like some token decks, that's for sure. So. Well, now, what is, what, so what does white give you in that deck? It gives you Allegiance Landing, gives you Dantos Vanguard, uh, there's the, there's a Lord, uh, yeah, two-mana Lord. There's a two-mana Lord, and I think one of the, like, uh, is it Vona? Mm-hmm. The five drop that yeah. like you pay life and just kill something. Yeah. Like pay seven to kill something or well, something like you, that. Well, do you want that in, in this deck? Do you want a five drop in this deck? You're already or playing you five drops. Kill them. Well, it's a vampire. You, you put it into play for free off of. That's true. Yep. Storm. Don't care. Yeah. I'll get my twelve drop vampire. You're dead. Yeah. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I'm just very glad. <laughs> I'm just very glad. Emmer cool with yeah. vampires. <laughs> I'm just very glad that Grey Merchant is not a vampire. Yeah. Because that for free is really brutal when they play two of Well, that, and that's part of the reason why I, I was thinking, like, well, you could kind of go away with go away from it because of the fact that a lot of those vampires, like, you, they're playing ones that obviously have double black and a lot of the yeah. cast costs. But if you go away from that and you go to the ones that have single but are still powerful, mm-hmm. like, the vampire lord, two drop vampire lord's great. Like, oh, yeah. that's absolutely fine. Um, you can play... Like a Dantle Vanguard. Well, that's okay. That yeah. that in a good aggressive deck, that's very good. I think there's something too. If you if you want more of a mid range strategy, I think your removal gets a lot better because you can have uh, what Declaration and Stone. You get Deck and Stone and stuff like that. Like that, you get, that can uh, open up. Anguish I'm making. You get mm-hmm. Anguish I'm making Otter End if you wanted yeah, it. Like that's I, get, I think that could really open up as good as all the removal is in this so far. Mm-hmm. That's even what I was looking at last night. Like what's the name? I'm running Mono Black. I have the murderous writers, all that, but if you're really trying to go with this tribal strategy, I think popping that what's, second color in there. What's the white black two mana instant and standard right now? Exile of four, like a four CMC. Uh, Despark. Despark. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. can get that. That's yeah. fine too. Because then you're talking about some of these potentially the ramp deck that kind of sticks around and plays a Nissa, or you or, or wilderness reclamation. Yeah, I was literally just pointing to it. wilderness <laughs> reclamation. Like it gives you outs to some of those things. Mm-hmm. That and it's at instant speed, so you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll draw my card, minus my someone, put this thing into play, draw four, and attack you go, and then you're like, yeah, kill all your stuff, my turn, attack you, yeah, and yeah. you're just kind of off to the races. They yeah. can't actually catch up to that because you just drew cards, put things into play. Yeah, I think that's strong. And plus, adding white also just gives you answers to non-creature permanents outside of policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. Black decks have always had problems interacting with enchantments and creatures and planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Or not so much planeswalkers, but just having I'm going to kill that removal is very, very nice to have yeah. in your deck that just wants to develop a board and attack through anything your opponent's trying to do. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I think um, that's why I was thinking about like <clears throat> these. I'm running mono black right now, but even just going to like a splashing of green. Pick up Assassin's Trophy, Abrupt Decay, like stuff like that. I think the removal cards in this format are really awesome to see what everyone's going to be bringing to the table. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're already seeing a bunch of cool decks. We're not, you know, we may be looking at the standings here, but I think it's, 
I mean, it's definitely open, and we're just kind of looking and seeing these cool decks that are out there. So for sure, like there's, I've I've been trying to come up with different decks for myself to play because I, like I said, I just want to kind of like mess around with this stuff and just kind of we have it's kind of like just open season, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I kind of want to just try stuff. It could be awful, and that's fine. At least I know. But I want to try it, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, one of the things I want to try is go more, like I think I've seen one or two, but go towards like an Esper control deck. Put um, against one yesterday. Potentially play an Esper mentor deck because I love Monastery Mentor. Um, and you get Thoughtseize, which is really nice. Um, you could also play some sort of... Uh, probably a three-color deck. I don't know what the colors may be, but they would... In, I don't know if you would have black or if you would have blue, um, but it would be red, white, something, because then you could play Young Pyromancer, Monastery Mentor, and Hero Precinct one, and then just literally just have a board of 18 tokens all at once. Mm. Yeah. Um, which, going that route, allows you to kind of get into like playing four-man four, four decks, Stoke the Flames, mm. and just... Attack like you just here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I want if I want to take that towards like a Jeskai Ascendancy style deck, or if I just want it to be more less worried about the Ascendancy thing and just literally power through with some like like a mid range like a Legacy deck would have where there's counter spells in the main, but it's not a control deck. You're still just kind of doing this plan and you're going ahead and doing your thing, but you have safety net with like counter spells. Yeah, there's more tempo counter spells than anything. Else. Right. So I don't know. I I that's been something that's kind of been brewing in my head. You're playing spell pierce, not cancel. Right. Yeah. yeah every like time, that. all day. Spell pierce, dispel. Uh, you probably play. Um, sensor. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna, I was just gonna say I forgot that was in the format. But. Yeah. When my opponent tried to cast her, I hit like 13 mana. (laughs) (laughs) The worst time to figure out that sensor is in the format is to tap out for a spell. Yeah, right. (laughs) Daze you? Gotcha. We were trying to get to that point yesterday. (laughs) That's funny. Um, All right, let's take a look at this last Pioneer League. uh, Some of the 5-0 lists. Um, Just listing them off. Uh, we got a Gruel Aggro list, a Seasons Past list, a Four Color Humans, Is It Phoenix, Simic Ramp, uh, Banifar Copycat, Gruel Ramp, Gruel Rhythm Champion, something, Champion, maybe? I don't, not sure what the rest of that is. Uh, Hardened Scales, and then a Selesnia Boggles deck. Which I know Dom will probably be happy to play. <laughs> I've built that deck too many times to lose with it too many times. <laughs> I probably already own all the cards, so we'll probably get I, it. on the other hand, have played it just enough times that I kind of want to play it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I'd like to see the Seasons Pass deck up top because it's, it's a control deck that still lets the opponent do their stuff. Like, they're still casting stuff and they're playing creatures and planeswalkers to the board, but you but just have removal. Video. You just have removal. Yeah. And then you kind of grind them out by just getting back all your removal spells again. Um, so it's it's less permission based and more board control based. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to play the four dark petitions, so you can kind of be. Is that just green black? Yeah, um, they may splash. I I haven't seen one that splashed, but um, the the ones that I've played are, have been just green black. Um, you play like a one of uh, seasons past, and then um, you play. Let's see here. 
Um, so yeah, they're green black. They're on a murderous rider, two Nissa Bastard Seer, three Tyler's Tracker, two Kalidas, one of uh, the new Garuk, one six drop Vraska, um, and then just some removal spells, Fatal First Thoughtsies, Decay, Trophy, Brutality, Grasp of Darkness, one Sign and Blood, one Read the Bones. I don't know if I like that. You got a lot of two drops. You don't need to get back a two drop in Sign and Blood. Sometimes you see more cards, though. Yeah, but if you're already getting that back, you're already probably getting back a bunch of cards. That's fair. So I, I just like being able to get read the bonus because sometimes you need to get to a dark petition or you something along those lines. Um, this one's only playing three dark petition. The one thing that I was thinking about in my version that I played was uh, playing one main deck, um, the four drop tutor. Um, oh, mastermind's acquisition. Yeah, mastermind's acquisition. Uh, just because then and have like one season's pass in the board, um, in case for whatever reason it gets countered, or they make me discard it when it bef and I draw it mid game before I want it. Um, then that kind of gives me an out to go like, I can go dark petition, mastermind acquisition, mastermind acquisition season pass, um, and that's this seems relatively strong. I do enjoy chaining tutors together to kill it's, my opponent. It's nice, right? Um. So their sideboard looks like Duress, Illness in the Ranks, Veil of Summer, More Collective Brutality, Unravel the Ether. Interesting card. I was playing it in mind too. Um, it, it's one of those ones where it's like, is destroying the card better or putting it back in their library better kind of thing. Because um, there's an, like, the things that it's able to get rid of are sometimes the artifacts. And if they're a heavy artifact deck, they're sometimes an Emery deck. So destroying the artifact doesn't do much because then they just cast it again for, with their yeah. memory. So putting it back in their deck sometimes I guess can be better. Um, plays Ashiok, Dream Render, uh, Cry the Carnarium, Essence Extraction, Lost Legacy, a third Kalidus, and a second Big Vraska. I was not playing. I was playing the Big Vraska in the board. I was playing the uh, Golgari Queen in the main deck, and it was really nice. I love that card. I love that card since it came out. It's real nice. I was super happy to get mine at like sixes. Too. And it's, it's straight gas with Tireless Tracker. Mm. Because you literally just plus it, sack the clue. Because you're, since you're sacrificing it, the way Tireless Tracker reads is whenever you sacrifice a clue, put a counter on it. So you don't have to actually activate the clue. Mm -hmm. So you just sack mm -hmm. the clue, draw the card, which you're going to do anyways. And you gain a life because of Raska's ability. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, you still get to do all the things you can do with the clue. Except you also gain a life too. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you're also getting two more loyalty counters on your planeswalker that's and, going to end up winning the game. And two mana that you, you don't, don't spend, spend which is actually a big part, too. Um, so, yeah, that's... I think Big Rask is good, because it does kill a lot more things. And you can't, the thing that's interesting is, I'm on the three Abrupt Decay, two Assassin's Trophy also. The thing that's interesting with playing uh, Golgari Queen is that it's kind of like... You have to be careful of how many of your removal spells only hit three or less. Because it's minus ability is three or less, just like Abrupt Decay's is. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to be careful with that. But I think that the thing with this deck is that if you can grind out the early game, you win the late game every time. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can get to like turn six and you're still alive, you got a real good chance that you're gonna, you can win. Because mm -hmm. yeah, you're just going to randomly have turns where... You just draw six cards, and they're all gas. Right, right. Um, and so it's kind of it's. Uh, it's like it's like a rock deck. I mean, that's basically what. Kind it of, is. you're not as many creatures. No. 
It, it's it, I'm saying it's like a rock deck in the fact that it's just value. Yeah. It's just dropping a shipping container's worth of value on your opponent. Sure. And that's going to smother and kill them eventually. Yeah, and then, I mean, I, I get what you're saying there. And that's, that's true. The one thing I did do, because uh, I see this list has it too, is it's playing a one... Uh, one of Crypt Incursion in the main. Um, the way I found it is it's good against Phoenix decks, but that's pretty much it. Um, so I guess it could be good against like the Rally decks if those come like to yeah. the forefront. I think it's also just reasonable against the Burn decks because they have so many one drop creatures that you're going to end up killing. Sure. Um, the thing that I did was I put it to the board, which is another reason in my head that I may want to play a match in my acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put it to the board for a Bioblight. Because Bioblight's real nice when you already have your Cletus out and someone's attacking you with some Phoenixes and you're like, yeah, kill them all, exile them all. Let me get some zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I just feel like that's strong. One card to remove multiple things I think is always good. Yeah, Bioblight's yeah. one of those cards that I'm always surprised when people don't play it as much right now. Because there's so many game states where your opponent just has three uh, three elves in play, and oh, they all happen to be the same one this time. Right. Or they just chain together two burning tree emissaries into another thing. Well, you answer the burning trees, and they only have to deal with the two ones. Yeah. Um, so Bioblight's always been on the fringe of modern playable. Yeah, I agree. It just depends on how far the format is. No, exactly. But I think it definitely is one of those cards where it's, it's always in contention. Um, it just depends, is there a deck that can play a double black spell on turn two if needed? You know what I mean? And that sometimes is not a thing in modern. Yeah, um, yeah there aren't a lot of decks that do that. Because black is usually your like support color. <laughs> your extra removal, yeah. your thought seizes. Um, like even like the Esper control decks, it's pretty much a blue-white deck that splashes black. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, I like that this deck did well. Um, granted, I mean, we should probably touch on what a lot of other people talk about with leagues being that lots of decks can 5-0 leagues, when, especially when nobody knows what the deck's doing. Yeah. Um, so that should be taken with a grain of salt, but it also does mean that it won five game, five matches in a row. So yeah. maybe there's something. It's yeah. one of those things where keep looking. If you see one of the decks on those lists that you like and you see it happen multiple times... Or you see that same person do it multiple times with that same deck, maybe a couple changes here or there, then you can start to kind of gather some info saying, okay, well, the deck's performing well. You know, maybe it's that person that just knows how to play the deck well, mm-hmm. but if you see multiple people playing that same deck and doing well, then you can kind of, you know, put the context clues together. Yeah, and even if, like, one person is doing okay with the deck, you can still just take their list and work on it. Yeah. Like, Figure out what's going well in the deck, what felt clunky, like how can you change it around? Because there's nothing wrong with just pulling a list off of online and just running it and see what happens. But once you get to a point where you can look at those lists and play them and figure out what could be better, that's when you're going to find a lot more decks that you're more comfortable with. Because there's always going to be random removal spells that you want to play because you're like you like how they're positioned in the format right now, and just because the five O list that you're looking at didn't play it, that doesn't mean you can't. Mm-hmm. I think you also a big part about that is what you're trying to do. Are you going to grind leagues on Moto? Because then you're going to be playing against a lot of meta decks, 
or are you going to the same same LGS that you go to twice a week, and then you're going to be playing the same people over and over who a lot of them are playing the same decks. So you might play there three weeks and never see another deck that was in the 5-0. Mm -hmm. Because that's the deck they have, that's the deck they want to play. I mean, if you go to your LGS where you have 10 people that play, and you know three of them play the same deck that's not on here, you'll put a couple cards in your sideboard sure. and fight it. Mm -hmm. But it might not have been there on the, you know, when you went on Goldfish or whatever mm -hmm. and got the list. Yeah, no, there are plenty of people who play at our shop who they don't decide which of their two decks are going to play until they see who all's in the room. Yeah. And there is nothing wrong with that. Like, mm -hmm. you put yourself in the best position to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's 100% true. Um, and I agree, I agree, like what you said about, you know, there, there is nothing wrong. I think people, there's a bad connotation for net decking. Yeah, and I think, and I think <laughs> that it's a bad, it's a bad look for those that say that because all decks to some degree come from somewhere else. Um, they're kind of like we talked about earlier. There's no original ideas like somewhere you got it from somewhere. It, it didn't just happen. Um, and so the, the concept of taking those decks, playing them, understanding why those cards are in the deck. A lot of the people that you find play the decks on uh, uh, Magic Online, are they'll often stream. Some of them don't, but if they do, hop in their, their channel, talk to them, ask them you know, why this card over this card if you have another idea. Or if you may have a suggestion that you've tried with their deck, hey, what do you think of trying this because I tried it and it did this for me. Um, a lot of them will give you answers. Um, I think that that's that's something that's cool about the magic community is they'll, they're willing to talk strategy and talk shop with you just about at any time, which is kind of the reason we're all getting together to do this because yeah. we do that on a regular basis most of the time through Facebook Messenger. And instead of doing that, we can just kind of sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am very much a copy and paste player. I have no problem with here's a 75 cool you know, damn near print that thing out or <laughs> get through my cards and just yeah. run it. Um, so this this whole new format with Pioneer, it's it's like a blessing and a curse. I know, like, Matt's talked about, he's excited to brew all these decks, whereas I'm, like, having anxiety through the roof because I see <laughs> two of the same deck I want to run. Mono Black Devotion will say so. I see this list. I like it. I start gathering those cards. Well, then I see a new list 15, 20 minutes later that has 12 different cards in it. And now I'm, I'm now I'm trying to decide between the two which one I want. And then I come up with a deck in the middle that's just not as good. So it's, it's pretty much best. It, it just shows where these guys are talking about you know, brewing, figuring out more where I'm, I'm kind of the opposite, but... We pretty much end up at the same spot where after finding my 75, I played a few times, then I can start changing things. I see, you know, I realize that, first of all, Murderous Rider, hell of a card. Um, <laughs> it has lifelink. The four, yeah, yeah. It, they, they decided to put lifelink on that card, so that's amazing. And it goes back. Uh, yeah, this is, it's great. 100%. Do approve. Buy them now, please. Um, so... Like, running those, but, you know, figuring out your other removal package with, like, Hero's Downfall, I'm on two cast downs, two Fatal Push. Um, but now I'm, I'm thinking that the cast downs, I'm probably going to move to, like, Grasp of Darkness, for instance. 
just seeing how things are shaping up and stuff like that. So just not being afraid to take the chances on a different card. And I mean, for the most part, like we we're talking about, it's one of the biggest things I say is when we play, that's a $5 tournament. This is where you try things out. This is where you figure out if you like the deck you're running, if you like these two or three cards you're trying out, things like that to where if you decide to go, you know, if you're lucky enough to go to these Star Cities or GPs or 1Ks or whatever is in your area or, you know, trying to do these bigger events, then you know the in and out of your deck and you can succeed with it. So I think that's good. And you mentioned playing Grasp of Darkness in the two-drop removal slot. I had a game where I was playing on Magic Online yesterday. I was playing the five-color Chromantis Layer deck. Mm-hmm. Because that's always... Also anytime, a deck I want to play. Anytime, so I, anytime I can cast a Soul Flare, <laughs> I'm going to cast a Soul Flare. <laughs> and I was playing against the Mono Black Vampires deck. And I had, on turn three, a flying, double-strike, haste, indestructible creature. Mm-hmm. And then they grasp of darkness hit and I lost. Yeah. <laughs> that felt bad. Yeah. And that's like and, and in that situation, that was probably the only card in the format you lose to. Yeah, I didn't even lose to an edict effect because I had a death right challenge in play. <laughs> it was literally the only card that would not have killed them in two turns. There are two cards, and that's there's another one that you could potentially look at. It, it I think it's uh something cruelty. Is it Tasker's cruelty? Um, I think that's what it is. It's a two and a black instant. Target creature gets minus five, minus five, and exile it. Mm. So that's another one that I've seen in some lists in the sideboard of mm. some decks. Um, that is a thing that I want to uh, mess around with. Because my... with playing Dark Petition in that green-black deck, if I get my spell mastery, I can go search it up, have three black mana, kill your thing, like, right yeah. off the rip. And that's really nice. Uh, the card's Obnixilis's Cruelty. Obnixilis. Yeah, yes. no, it's a yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, Tasker's Cruelty is the devil. Discard. Discard two Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, it's like, talking about, you were talking about Esper Control. I played against that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Completely, like, blanked on, like, my opponent resolved Scarab God. Sure. I remember how much of a pain in the ass that card was. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah, have that and a three drops of fairy. So at my, I had three murderous riders in hand, but I could only cast them then on my turn. Mm-hmm. So like, sure, get rid of this. Okay, we'll get rid of that. Okay, well that one goes <laughs> back to your hand. Sweet, awesome. This is great. Right, right. <clears throat> so yeah, I think that that the Abnixilis <laughs> that's a lot of this is yeah. uh, cruelty could could be something I want to try. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I and wonder if in Dom's case, the extra mana would be a problem. It usually isn't. <clears throat> Slow you down, maybe. It's possible. I think mm-hmm. a big thing that I think of with that is adding the one mana for the one extra minus. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times, it, you go up in that in the power toughness of the creature, you're probably going to, a lot of times, go up in the no, casting yeah. cost. So you oh, do get yeah. a slight... It kind of scales in that mm-hmm. respect a little bit. Sometimes you got some big things that just drop on turn three, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah Rodin Rogersaur." What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. I'm surprised I haven't run into that one yet. I'll be honest. Oh, I I'm trying to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like Marauding Raptor, like just a red black dinos. Maybe there was a the Hollow One deck that's been. 
tried it out. Mm. Know, riding, riding sure. Registrar, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in on that. That seems. I mean, <laughs> that was, that you get fun. you get to play riding Registrar, and you get to play graveyard stuff. Yeah. So it seems good. Oh, believe me, I've, I've cast flame white sure. phoenixes. Goblin lore. Flame <laughs> what else? You get you get because you get flame white phoenix. Flame McPhoenix, Tassigur, Gurmags, you have your Flame Blade Adepts, like... Yeah, you get the deck. You our buddy, our buddy's uh, been working on it, but I'm, I'm, what, I'm in on it, too. What is it? The only um, thing you don't get is Gorgast. Yeah. So, one, so you get a couple things, too. You get um, the... I don't play the card. One in a red, discard two, draw three. Cathartic Reunion. That one. Yeah, you'll see this happen a lot, where we know what a card does. We just can't ever think of the name. Right. <laughs> um, I love that card. <laughs> and then... The, you also get uh, Collective Defiance, I think. Is it a Collective Defiance? Is it the red one or the white one? That's the red one. That's the one I want, then. Perfect. Because um, that one, one of the options on it is discard your hand, draw that many cards. Mm -hmm. Which seems pretty strong when you are then yeah. enabling, like, or or it's like, I think it's discard your hand, or is discard like, some number of cards and draw? It, yeah, it's, it's a windfall on that. Is it the full and it's target player, so you can actually get your opponent too if you wanted to, um, but which is real fun when you have an R seven player. I was gonna say that is kind of a funny thing you could do, or if your um, opponent just tutored, yeah, past the turn you go cool, nice here this, um, let's see here, target player discards other cards in their hand, then draws that many cards, deals four damage to target creature or three damage to target opponent or planeswalker. Yeah, and it escalates one, so you, yeah, like I think that's a that's a possible include in a deck like that though mm, for sure when you because it can load up to play out your delve creature and can also enable the potential to um put a like flaming phoenix in the yard with putting a hollow one out like that's crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> to me that seems like all in one turn and then you're yeah. like oh well when my one mana i'll just bring this one back then oh, yeah. um that seems pretty strong um Anything else you guys got about Pioneer right now? Um, all I want to mention is that I'm definitely going to be trying to build two decks in the next couple of days. Um, I know you guys remember the uh, classic and modern where I decided to throw away $40 and play Mill. Yes. I'm going to try that in Pioneer too. Sure. Hopefully not throwing away $40. Yeah, well, you know. Because uh, there's a lot of... you got to build a deck, so there's going to be $40 mean, put in that at least. Not on Moto. Ah, okay. All right, <laughs> all right, fair. Uh, but there's a lot of just random good cards in this format that like i've played against the mono blue mill deck in standard mm -hmm. and you get upgrades with it in sure. pioneer so it's something i want to toy with but then i also want to play either a blue white or maybe a three color eldrazi deck just because eldrazi displacer and reflector mage there's a reason that those cards were everywhere in standard and it amazes me that nobody's doing it right now but I don't know how much that was because copycat was everywhere or devotion was just faster or if it's just bad. Sure. But it's something that What do you want I to put want. in it? Um, Displacer, Reflector Mage, Thought Not Seer. The control player in me wants to have Narset in this deck too so that during their draw step I can blink my Thought Not Seer and they don't get to draw another card and then just block out their draw step forever. Mm -hmm. um, but you get to play Elder. Cloudblazer. Cloudblazer. I think you're. <laughs> what if you just played? Um, is that legal in this format? The uh, creature, Spirit of Labyrinth. Is that what it is? Yeah, Spirit of Labyrinth is legal. Mm -hmm. Is that is that draw or play play cards? Spirit is draw. Yeah. So you could just play that. 
yeah. and then you're more creature based because Narset probably not going to find you a lot of cards in the deck. No, and, um, and I honestly forgot Spirit was legal. So that I think that could be a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah I think is, that's yeah. strong. Definitely something I want to work on. Yeah, no, I think that sounds cool. Um, yeah, yeah, for me, I just kind of want to try out some sort of blue-black or blue-black X something. It could be mid-range for all I care. I don't, I mean, mm. that's fine. Um, I don't mind playing some cheap creatures. And There's a salt I was looking at that was really sweet. Because yeah. I kind of forgot about Rogue Refiner. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. That looked a lot of fun. Sure. I think, uh, I was thinking about something salt-based that was with Rogue Refiner. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like an energy-based deck, um, but not like just broken Aetherworks Marvel nonsense, mm-hmm. but like maybe like an energy delirium type thing well, yeah, this was... to put together because you get, you can play a tune, which turn one gets you two energy and gets you a sorcery in the yard. You know, you can play like, um, you could play Vessel in Ascency if you wanted to. You can play all the explore creatures just to mill away stuff, stuff to your yard. Yeah, put stuff to the yard. And then just kind of like mid-rangey. You get to play Sailor Wayfinder, which can get all the stuff to your yard and then you just block to put a creature in your yard. Turns out it's still a hell of a card. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, I want to play Grimplayer real bad. Grimplayer's a nice card. Mm-hmm. When, when I've played that card in a Legacy event and done well, I want to play it in Pioneer. It's a strong card. I And here's the thing that I always look at, and I do this relatively often, is I will look at vintage decks that are do that playing like the challenges online and everything, and see what new cards they're playing with. Because if they're strong enough to be played in a format where you can do the most broken things, mm-hmm. there has to be a place in a format where it's other other where that is legal. You know what I mean? Like there has to be. Like there's sometimes where it's in the format because there's something else that breaks it, and I get that. But. But the, the thing is, there. there's so much more potential that oh, if you yeah. if you see it, what it's doing, maybe you can set it up. Maybe it's not going to be as fast as in vintage, and that's fine. It's not doesn't have to be. Yeah. But if you can make it, even if it's a turn or two slower than it is in vintage, probably still strong. So when you think of it, it's like, like in modern the Urza PO decks, right? That's a vintage deck. That that is a vintage deck in modern because you're casting Paradoxone, drawing a ton of cards, and then just going wild with it. Yeah, and just because you're doing it on turn four instead of turn two, right. doesn't mean it's bad. No, <laughs> I'll still draw six cards on turn four. I think that's okay. Yeah, because I've also drawn two other cards, just in those turns. <laughs> and knowing you, your paradoxical outcome, you drew two more. Probably at least one more. So there's there's two things I still want to do, and it's you know making and impro- remaking and improving standard decks I played. Both is it decks. I know you guys are all shocked to see wow. listeners will pick up on a pattern. Um, it was the is it emerge deck I was playing in Innistrad standard, which would just great because you just dump Stitchwind Scab into your graveyard, play it out of your graveyard, and then put another deep front fiend through it. Sure. In on turn four, so it's just real fun to on your upkeep, uh, Elder Deep Fiend tap down all your lands, sacrifice a Sankamugan to get another one. You're going to see a pattern next turn. It's yeah, we're going to keep time doing walk at this that point thing just... until you're dead. Yeah, it's even better. It's a time walk that attacks your opponent. Yeah, it's a time walk that kills your opponent. Right, that seems um, pretty good. There's that, and actually kind of what Ian said, I do want to make the Is It Mill with uh, Fever Visions and tutelage? Sphinx's Tutelage. Sure. And, you know, it's going to have um, 
probably tormenting voice and thrill of possibility. Yeah. Cathartic reunion. Are there, there dictated any? proof picks? Dictated proof picks is legal. That yeah. is in there. Yeah. Flash another the end of their turn. You, everyone draws extra cards. Oh, you drop that. I like it. Yeah. Um, blue, blue, blue. One blue blue. Yeah. Yeah. I, what is the? Uh, so these are cards that were around before I started playing, so I forget they exist. Is there any targeted draw in this? There has to be. I think there is. There's one that's like. Simon blue. Blood is the only one I think of. No, there's a blue one. It's like a blue X spell. Uh, each player can either mill the X amount on their library or draw them any cards. I don't know what the name of it is, but I know that it's a card. I know there's, <laughs> there's, an, artifact, there's an artifact in standard that does that. No, there's definitely a blue. I think it's a blue sorcery. Well, I can go completely nuts and play Expansion Explosion. That's fine, too. Same idea. Let's see here. Um... I, mean, I think I think that deck would just it at the very least be funny, and I think that's all that matters using, right now. Using yeah. well, and then also with how many monocolored decks you're seeing now, Sphinx's mm -hmm. Tutelage seems real good. Here it is, it's called Fascination. X blue blue. Choose one. Each player draws X cards. Each player puts the top X cards of his or her library into the graveyard. You can also just play Jason that deck too, and then yeah. just Thought Scour each turn. The new Jace, the one yeah. blue, blue, blue. Jace, I don't know what the... the Jace the Unraveler something, something. of I Mysteries. That one. I, I know what you're yes. about. Yes. Yeah. I won Trust me, it's Jace. I know. the pre-release with that. Nice. How'd that go? It was, it was fun. Yeah, well, how, how did you win? My opponent uh, Ashiok me, and I had like two cards left. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, Ashiok target you, pass turn, I win. And I said... Actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> they called Judge. Yeah. Judge made them a little upset because they agreed with me. So that, yeah. was, that was a good time. Yeah, that's a state-based. Yeah. State -based. Thank you. You sped this up for me. <laughs> good work. I get to go get dinner now. Yeah, right. I wasn't going to before, but you... Uh... No, that's cool. I, I know those decks are sweet. I don't, I, I'd like to mess around with like another... Probably like a just green-black deck. This just seems so strong. Um... But really, I think what I, I want to try and get like Enchantress going. Do it. I'm trying to do. I have I have take one right now. I'm trying to figure out. I need to start running it through leagues. I had my account on uh, Magic Online. Something was up with it, so I think that's all fixed now. So fire that bad boy up. And yeah. Probably start getting my teeth kicked in. But hey. I'll, I'll be I'll be making them pay like thirty eight to attack me. <laughs> so that's all that matters. I think the cool thing. The problem is these mono green devotion decks can. Yeah. Oh, I know. That was I, I when I played Enchantress in Modern, I had it set up and it was um, it cost like forty three to attack me, and each creature. Each creature yeah. And my opponent was on elves and made forty three mana. <laughs> thing with that is I had story circle out and I had named green. So I let them do this whole process to come up with all this mana and swing in with I think I think they were able to swing in with two guys. And I had mana up and said, okay, cool. Uh, before damage, that doesn't deal damage to me. That doesn't deal damage to me. I imagine that brought on a concession pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or after I made like six 4-4 four, four angels. They were dead. They passed well, during the end stuff, so that was fun. Yeah. So. I think I like your idea too about the green black, just kind of something grindy, because I feel like in Pioneer right now, if you want to play a mid range deck, you have to be playing black. 
mm-hmm. um, because you get the good removal, you get Doxies. Both of those are going to be very effective when you're trying to just grind somebody out of having the, their best things. Um, I also think that adding the green is very, very helpful because you you add in the more wide array of removal spells in a birth decay, um, which can get rid of all the problematic three meta walkers, uh, and they can be countered. Mm-hmm. And then you also get Assassin's Trophy for anything else just to kind of clean it up. Mm-hmm. And plus the threats in the green decks are also just a lot of good value creatures too. Because sure. you scavenging your Tireless Tracker. Corsair uh, Crewfix. Corsair Crewfix. <laughs> like, yeah. You just have so many different things in green that make it so you want to go for it. Um, so I think with... So we, we're recording this on the 6th of November. So the... Cat bans are through on Magic Online. Unfortunately, we play, I played last night. Yeah. And in four rounds, I played against two cat decks. But I beat them, so maybe I'm a little upset that the deck was banned. <laughs> so that works out. Um, what do you guys... They, they, they talk about every Monday they're going to come out. They're going to announce something. That's what Aaron Forsyth said. Do you guys think... What's, what's the next stuff on the watch list? Um, just like in every other format where it's been legal, Treasure Cruise is definitely up there. Mm. Um. There's been plenty of games where both players are top decking, top decking, back and forth. Oh, the Phoenix guys are a treasure crew that I'm done now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't come back from this. Um, just the mana investment in treasure crews is just so low, mm-hmm. especially in those Even games. if it's three. Even if you yeah. don't delve the whole thing. Even yeah. if you're just yeah. paying three to draw three. Fine. Yeah. I've had to do that. I've, I've had to do that a couple And you're not times. upset about it either. Still felt okay about it. Yeah. 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 Right, because it's better I, than I, a divination. Mm-hmm. Hell, I right? paid four for it once last night and was still like, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah I'll still, just kill you next You're still dead. Yeah, I'm just setting up. Go. Um, like with Cruz, uh, Dig, yeah. my Jeskai cat opponent cast Dig three times against me in one game. And I surprisingly won that. Because mm-hmm. they, they were able to draw a card, but my Underworld connections were helping me out too. Sure. So mm-hmm. I was pretty much keeping up with them at that point. Yeah. So, but I, I definitely agree. I think both of those are yeah. always on the watch list. I think what's very interesting is that when they announced this in our group chat, we had talked about this, and the first thing that came up to mind is that well, this is the format that you can you can finally play Deathrite Shaman because it's gone and everything else. I really haven't seen it all. No. Yeah. In in any list, like I think every once in a while, like popping it here and there, but maybe as a sideboard card. You yeah. know, I, I think it's interesting to see that that card was, is, where it was, such a powerhouse in all the other formats that it had to get the axe, you know, even in Legacy and stuff. I mean, that card was a one-man of Planeswalker. It yeah. was oh, doing yeah. Oh, yeah. everything, you yeah. know, so yeah. I, I think it's I cool to try see. It, I, I think so it's interesting, that. but I also <laughs> think it's cool that, like, hey, this card's kind of crazy, it's not. It's not doing that much, you know. Like when they unban Jace in uh, Modern. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll be. I'll admit, I thought it was gonna be, you know, terrible. End for the world. Yeah. yeah. You and half the internet. Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, I showed up with Burn that day and I killed a few of them. That, yeah. that was pretty much my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. It was great. But yeah, like, uh, I think the big thing with with Deathrite in this format is you don't have the fetches. Man, mm-hmm. It was. It was basically Saltbarn to start it. the format. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's. I think that was good, you know, and I think, I know there's been all this talk about, like, the fetches, like, it, it takes so much more time and all this stuff, and I knew it did at 
points. But um, we're playing these rounds. We went four rounds yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think it was... We're done by 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. We start at 7. We're done. Yep. Like, I know I understand, like, there's not really a devoted, like, control deck or, like, Urza, Emery, combo-y, lock-you-out, prison-style stuff. Until I figure out Enchantress. But um, <laughs> but it's interesting to see the, the times get pushed. Yeah. So, like, it, yeah. it is faster and stuff. Yeah. So I think... Even with the control deck that I was playing last week, Tuesday, mm-hmm. like, I was playing straight blue white control. I had no win conditions in my main deck except for one Elspeth and two Field of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And even that, I was winning matches two to one in, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. So the format just seems like faster. No, I cut the Aether Lane because it was too cute. Not too cute. Good card. <laughs> no, I agree. I I want to try Death Art Shaman. I want to try Death Art Shaman in a deck that's playing Sigur Finder and um, Grim Flare. Because then you're getting... You can put stuff in your own graveyard and you can control your lands that way. Yeah. Um, maybe you like are able to bin a land and put a land on top so you can make your land drop, activate Death Art Shaman, exile this, and now you're ramping each turn to like... And you're able to play your lands. I think that's really strong. Um, Plus, and you can just kill your opponent. What keeps yeah, and if nothing being, else, you can just activate to kill your opponent. Yeah, what keeps that from being broken like it was in other formats is, in like the other formats, you could go fetch, play Deathrite Shaman on turn one, mm-hmm. and then turn two, you're automat- You're already at three mana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just Whereas like having any other Your plan, you're ramping on turn three. Sure. Yeah. Plus, the other thing with Deathrite Shaman, too, there's a lot more one-mana spells in those formats. Mm-hmm. So you're going turn one Deathrite Shaman, turn three, or turn two, I'm going to cast three spells. Yeah. yeah. Whereas on turn two in this format, I'm going to de- play Deathrite on one and then attack with it on two. So another thing that I was thinking about, I saw an article by Chapin, and he, he was talking about, you know, Deathrite Shaman, and it banned in all these other formats, what can we do with it here? So you're talking like elves, sure, you know, that's fine. Um, played in like a Delirium deck, all that kind of stuff. He goes, but of course, my favorite. And he posts this list that's four Deathrite Shamans, Grixis Control. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm in. That sounds like fun. Because then you, you play like, you know, a Breeding Pool and an Overgrown Tomb. So that if need be, you can activate for green and exile a creature and gain two life. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But it's still much more fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you pretty know. sure I've seen you play this deck in three different formats already. So. Yeah, and I'll do it again. Let's yeah. add one more to it. Chalk it up. Um, but yeah, so that is. I think that's interesting. Um, I think that in terms of the bands, I see... So back in Standard, the deck that really was oppressive was... Uh, that we haven't seen yet is really um, the Aether Marvel... Aetherworks Marvel. Marvel. I I feel like I I saw people talking about, like, the perfect hands. I mean, granted, this is on Twitter, and Pixar didn't happen, and it wasn't fixed, so... Didn't happen. You know, we're in magical Christmas land there, but I I still think that deck could be there, but I just think this other stuff, I mean, Copycat and... And that's the thing, in Standard at the time, Copycat took over that deck, because it was able to just go, this, this, do that. Yeah. Whereas they got to go, okay... Cross the fingers and hope, right? Well, I mean, plus, that deck just played Sahili Cat. Yeah. So, yeah, and just also as a side note, which is. Right. And so I think that with Sahili Cat being no longer, I feel like Marvel has a shot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
to, to do some dumb stuff. Maybe it's just going to be a grind deck, and then all of a sudden, whoops, here's an Emrakul. Mm. Yeah, that could be. I and think it, what's going to happen is it's going to be like what people talk about broken things as you get in older formats. Yes, you can, there's, there's this thing that exists that can be broken, but because you have the bigger card pool than you did when it was in standard, there's answers. Yeah, sure. There's a lot more answers. But there were also answers to Sahili Cat in, in Standard to an extent. You had like Shocks or Wild Slashes or whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. So like you had answers there, but it didn't matter. Yeah, no. Like it was too consistent. Like yeah. you may have the answers, but you only no, have no, four that, of them in a that's deck. With, with Marvel. With Marvel. That's I get why that. I think Marvel will be okay. Yeah. And I don't think it'll ever be too oppressive in this format. Yeah. Unless there's certain bannings. There, there, Marvel will never be oppressive in this format as long as Teferi is legal. Because you can't cast anything off of Marvel. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's a big one, too, as you're going to yeah. see. I agree. <clears throat> All right. So in terms of any other bands, anything else that we think may be on the list other than primarily the two blue draw spells? Once upon a time. Maybe. I can see it. I can see yeah. once upon a time. I think, I think that's yeah. close. I think it's like tier 1.5 yeah. kind of a thing. I, I don't know how that card was okay to print. I mean, Oko. <laughs> no, I feel like... They put this team together, and it's like, they just kind of <laughs> went on vacation, and they pushed all these cards through, like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll deal with it later, that's fine, but I, I think sure. that will, it has the possibility to keep, like, some four-color decks because not having fetches, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, I mean, if you're just base green, um, but I, th- I think, yeah, just Dig and Treasure are, like, the decks to watch. Smuggler's Copter hasn't really showed up a whole lot, um... And when it has, it hasn't been impressive. Yeah, I mean, like, some of the... There was, like, a burn deck that had him, and I was like, that's kind of cool, because you can keep doing stuff, but... And then I think... Um, fiery temper. Yeah. I think Nykthos will be watched still. I agree. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm not really... I think I'll Phoenix go, maybe, will be watched. We'll see. I Phoenix think, could be. I think what's going to happen is they're going to ban Treasure Cruise... Think that it'll be that Phoenix that that'll slow down Phoenix decks enough, mm-hmm. but then they'll keep an eye on Phoenix mm-hmm. after you know, and they'll they'll see if that was enough. And yeah. If it wasn't, then they'll ban Phoenix. So, so I think what it's one of those. They'll I think I wouldn't be surprised if this Monday Treasure Cruise is banned, mm-hmm. and then two weeks later, if we still see Phoenix at the top, Phoenix will be banned. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think Phoenix will be banned. Nah. I, I'm I'm curious to see how. Aggressive, they do it though. Sure, with saying every you Monday. Get lay lines like, in the format. But it, like, if you really yeah. want to beat the deck, yeah. you can beat the deck. Like, it's yeah. not hard. That's the thing. That's well, why I'm like, I don't think so. Since we don't have a lot of those, it's like we don't have dredge in this format, really. Unfortunately. So we, so no one's playing four ley lines in the board. <laughs> but if everybody starts playing Phoenix, well, what are they gonna do? Yep, here's my four ley lines well, every you time. Have, you have ley line. You have you have Grafter's Cage. Mm-hmm. And you have Rest in Peace. Like, right. You have, there's, so there's, a, solid there's plenty stuff. if needed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So if so, needed, it's there. That's yeah. why I don't think it'll get. But I don't think Phoenix. All that stuff is in modern too, and that was crazy. I mean, granted they have Faithless Looting, but I think dumb magic cards. I'll be honest. Love the card. Yeah. Which back. I played but, it a lot. Oh, I miss Faithless Looting. <laughs> and not even in I, not even in broken decks. Like I just want to play it in a fair Pyromancer deck. Like that's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> I just realized I'm the only person sitting at the table who did not own a Faithless Looting deck. Yeah, that's a, it's your fault. Yeah. yeah. All right. So speaking about faithless looting, let's quickly before we're done here move over to modern. Um, so SCG regionals happened a couple weekends ago. Something like that. Um, and I kind of did a breakdown here of all the top eights. Um, the winners in each one. 
were Mono Green Tron, Amulet Titan, Oko Urza, Amulet Titan, Five Color Niv Mizzet. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> Urza PO, Junda Shadow, Mono Green Tron, Dredge, and Bant Stoneblade. So those were the, I believe, nine or ten. I don't know. Oh, ten. Ten. Ten, yeah. Um, those were the ten winners of SEG Regionals. Um, in terms of the breakdown, I did a slight breakdown um, of percentages. Uh, let's see here. Amulet Titan came out at the top with 16.5% of the top of decks in the top eight. Um, the next individual deck uh, was Mono Green Tron at 10.1%. Death Shadow, that is including uh, Jun Death Shadow, all the Death Shadow variants. Uh, at 10.1%. Blue Eyed X Control at 7.6%. Jund at 7.6%. Stoneblade at 7.6%. Um, Urza at 6.3%, which I feel is underplayed probably, because I think it's, it is better than a lot of the decks that are above it. Um, it's, again, we're just going back to talking about doing broken stuff. Uh, that does a lot of that. Um, Speaking of broken stuff... Dredge. <laughs> yeah, right. So then we get down to some of the stuff that kind of had like a few players uh, throughout the top eight. Uh, we have Dredge and Titan Shift at 3.8%. And then uh, Blue-Red Control. I believe there were two Blue-Red type control decks. Um, then there was Infect, Eldrazi. Uh, that's a couple different Eldrazi. There, I think there was a Bant Eldrazi and there was an Eldrazi Tron. There was Humans, Mono-Red Prowess, and Burn. Um... Then there was the other category, which consisted for about 11% of stuff. Um, and in terms of that, that includes things like Five Color Nib Mizzet, Slivers, Hardened Scales, Red Green Ramp, uh, Gift Storm, Counters Company. Ad Nauseum. Yeah, Ad Nauseum. Salti Mystic, the Sam Black Special. Um... And yeah, so what was it? Oh no, that's Crab Vine. That's what that is there. Uh, and Crab Vine. Oh yeah. It's not Dredge. I wrote Dredge on here because that's what I thought it was, but Dredge is above that, so that's not it. So yeah, Crab Vine was the other one included in that 11%. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, it, I feel like there's a lot of decks, you know? Yeah, Vine's um, pretty healthy right now. Felt feel like there's a lot of decks. Um, obviously, Amulet Titan was kind of taking over that's a broken deck another thing doing broken stuff it's a it's on one path here's what we're doing go yeah it's a deck that can just as easily kill you on turn two as it can on turn 22 right um so what do you guys think of this uh i think modern's in a good spot right now like there's like just the number of one of decks uh it's something you don't really see especially in standard right now mm -hmm. uh it's something you don't see in a lot of formats and just the fact that it's still at a point where, yeah, you can basically just play whatever you feel like playing. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're good at the deck and know how to pilot in every matchup that you're playing against, you can beat anybody. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like seeing this number of stuff, like different decks um, throughout different regions, too. It was interesting, you know, like looking at it, um, some places had more in one area than another. Uh, for the most part, any... Uh, anybody that had a Titan deck pretty much had like two Titan decks, which is kind of funny. Uh, except for a Titan Shift deck, I think was the only one that was. Uh, no. Yeah, there was one, the Boston Regionals only had one Titan deck. Um, 
and I think Columbia also. Everything else had at least two, um, if they had one, I think. Minneapolis only had one. I can't read the other. So yeah, okay. So so, but there were okay. So back to what I was saying. There's a lot of different places that had multiple Titan decks, but yeah. that doesn't surprise me because out of all the top eight decks, there were thirteen Analyte Titan decks. Yeah. So, so you know they're going to cross over. It wasn't one place they all spiked at. Right, right. And they all did, I mean, well, if they're all top eighting. Uh, two of them won it. Um, and then, the, like I said, the other, you know, 11 other ones still did well. It's the only deck that won two. Yeah. But there's a five-colored admitted that won one. That's and that's all. the real hero. <laughs> that's the real big deal. Daddy needs to make that happen, but I probably can't afford to put it all together right now. And 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 Not with that speaking action. for Dom, uh, Dredge did win one also. Yay! <laughs> <clears throat> I know I need to upgrade mine. I haven't touched it since the Luden ban. I've just been crying every time I look at it. Dom has been in mourning for the last couple. That's fair though. I'm I just mean, happy to see that Mono Red Prowess had a couple of top eights. Mm-hmm. I was I was sad when Luden was banned as well. Um, just because I, all I wanted to do was play a fair deck, and they wouldn't let me, and that's rude. To be fair, you were also trying to play the most unfair fair deck. How is it unfair to play Pyromancer? Because you were playing Faithless Looting. <laughs> so I can play it to get rid of cards in my hand, that was it. It wasn't like I was... Cast them again from your... Maybe. Not always. <laughs> Sometimes you want to earth them. That was different. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, so going with the modern train here, um, we have, close to us, because we're Northeast Ohio, uh, we have the GP coming to Columbus at the end of the month. Um, looking at some of these modern results that we have here, we have some SEG IQs and a modern challenge, uh, all, let's see, November 2nd and November 3rd. Um, what do we think? What, where's the, where's the deck to play? Do you see any commonalities? Well, I know if I was going to be able to go, unfortunately I'm busy that weekend. Um, my two options I usually play in modern are either Blue-Eye Control or Eldrazi Tron. Mm -hmm. And for that weekend, I 100% would be on Eldrazi Tron. Okay. Because looking at all the decks that ended up top eighting regionals, mm-hmm. we have Burn, Mono Red Prowess, Infect, uh, we have Dredge, we have Mono Green Tron, like Death Shadow. There is a lot of decks in this pile that have a lot of one drop spells, and I love me some Chalice of the Void. That's fair. I think that's real, real reasonable. And plus against the Urza decks, mm-hmm. if you know that your opponent's playing Urza, because who knows? Maybe they beat you game one, and you're on the play game two. Turn one, tower, map, chalice on zero, pass. Yeah. And they can't cast anything in their hand anymore. Right. Um, there's a lot of games where... I know Dom loves playing against that card, but there's a lot of games where chalice of the void just screws you over. Well, yeah. It's it's interesting. That's. I used to hate the card, but I understand it. Um, pretty much when they started to go come main board... E-Tron, yeah. Eldrazi, that... Whole nother game. We'll, we'll, that's a whole nother segment <laughs> we'll get into, but I, I think going back there was a mistake, but hey, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think 
I think that's interesting. The the words like the Urza decks, like you said, um, I I don't know. I kind of have a problem with them when I'm not running burn. But even when I am running burn, it's like turn three, and they can have fourteen guys out there with like thirty eight power, and it's I just cast like a suspended drift bolt. Sure, yeah. go <laughs> like it's fine. Yeah, so. there's, there's definitely a lot of games where you can just play an idol on turn two on the play, and then the Urza opponent can't do anything. Yeah. yeah, but they also have the games where on turn three they play an Urza and two other spells, and now you mm-hmm. can't win the game. Right. Yeah, I, I've seen my. Eidolons, though, get hit by a, a Battle of the Bridge that they have for, like, 13. And Sure. Yeah, yeah well, I'm just going to go ahead to the next game because I, <laughs> I can't do anything anymore. So that's fine. Yeah, when their removal spell also counters the last four spells you played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really not good for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. That seems awful, actually. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, looking at these decks... Um, the ones that are winning, for the most part, are very linear. Um, Burn, Merfolk, uh, the count it's like a, the devastating, whatever it is, counters company with devastation or yeah. finale devastation. Um, we got Shadow, which is pretty lit. Like it, Shadow is kind of funny because Shadow is kind of linear in some sense, but it's also kind of a mid range deck, but a fast mid range deck. Because you have the removal spells, you have the hand disruption, and then you're going to lay a threat, and you're going to beat them with a threat. You're not comboing off, you're not doing all that stuff, but you can lay a quick clock. So it's, it's kind of interesting. It's it's like a mixture of like a very linear, but also like mid-range deck. Um, but then you have a lot of the words of decks. You have humans decks, which are I think are kind of linear as well, because um, they're kind of the game plan is load up the, the board and just kind of lock you out. Um, by Thalia's or um, meddling mages and things like that, um, and then you have the Urza decks, which are you know on a plan, and they just kind of go. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think Thoughtseize is probably a good card to be playing, uh, which is generally it is, but there's times where it's not. Thought so Thoughtseize or Inquisition could be a good thing to be playing. I think for the GP, um, you said Chalice of the Void, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe I think the the other card that I think could be potentially good um, in this, because a lot of these decks have um, important non-creature spells, uh, so maybe playing Force Negation. Could be important too. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I think from what I have, I'd really like. I've been trying to play goblins and mm-hmm. modern, and you end up just coming against an Urza deck, and you could play everything correctly, and they just still win. So I'd probably just run burn, um, dredge. I feel like. We're still trying to find that replacement right now. Um, okay. I like the Tome Scour and then the Merchant of the Veil with Haggle, I think it is. It's yeah. Supposed. I like that setup. Uh, I know people are trying out this Crab Vine. I'm super into it. Um, so I probably just burn. I feel like it's. I think it's just one of those times where, hey, it's. The good decks just 
gonna be good. So right. you know, try it out and see. So um, I know a lot of people have been on like the twenty land. I feel like nineteen might be coming back, even though I think we're running five draw lands or whatever we're calling mm-hmm. those horizon, the horizon lands. lands. So I don't know. I I've been kind of getting flooded a little bit where I play it, but I, I I'd stick with burn and just tried and true. Sure. I think that that's good, but I think part of that, too, is that you know that deck really well. Mm. And so I think that you could take that into any modern tournament, and you'd feel comfortable. Because Mm. you know the deck, and you know what your plan is against certain decks. Yeah. Even though I think there's a lot of people that look at a burn deck and go, oh, it's burn. And I think that that's another thing that I think is wrong, similar to people thinking that net decking is bad. I think that when you have a deck that's full of one drops, it's all about sequencing. You sequence incorrectly, and you're you're done. Like mm-hmm. you're just actual done. So it's it's much 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 harder to play than I think people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, there's a lot going on sometimes. Well, mm-hmm. what happens is, and I've I've played a lot of burn too, not as much as Dom has, but I've played a lot of burn and you know mono red prowess decks too. And I think what happens is. There's not as many, you don't make as many decisions as you do playing a control deck, but that means each decision is that much more important. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, you want the game to be over by turn three or four. Mm -hmm. So that means each one of those turns, you have to figure out how you can maximize damage. damage. Yeah, well, you have to make the biggest impact at the beginning of the game, because if you go longer than that, the deck that's bigger than you is going to beat you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to you have to constantly be thinking about when do I cast this lava spike? Which creature do I play on turn one? Yeah. Do I actually attack with this goblin guide? Right. Like there's a lot of decisions you have to make with the deck, and I think that it's kind of like how I look with um, control decks. Like slow control players give good control players a bad name. Sure. Burn players who get lucky give good pl- burn players a bad name. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's. It's kind of like just that stigma with the deck, mm-hmm. but I will very gladly sleep up a bunch of lightning bolts and just go at it. Yeah, it, the deck is there's a lot of decision making with it, a lot of math, mm-hmm. and if you're good at doing that, you will kill so many people who thought they were stabilizing. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I I can't count the number of times that I've gotten and that Boros charmed into them on tapping a Boros charm again. I'm dead, and I was like. Really thought I was good. <laughs> really did. Really. I, love the, uh, I had a board game and upkeep. I had blockers. That's that's my favorite. And upkeep. We're just gonna go ahead and finish this now. Yeah, I don't need to draw. Just yeah, so you that's know. fine. Draw yeah, the card. Don't even solid. get it. Just put it straight down in front of you. Or you, you pulled the Justin when we were at the one uh, the one K at Full Grip. He goes, "It's got to be a Lightning Helix." Windmill Slam. All right, Lightning Helix. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I always like the, we both know what your out is. Just flip the top card. Mm, yeah, yeah, right. For sure. So, yeah, um, I think just looking at these, we don't need to go too far on this. I think looking at these, I agree. I think Chalice is a good uh, idea. I also think on the, the converse of that, if you're not playing a Chalice deck, I think Thoughtseize Inquisition decks are going to be fine. Um, but I think you probably want... You want to be somewhere on that, dare I say, seven or eight of those? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why I'd rather play Burn than like Prowess. Because mm-hmm. playing Prowess, Chalice, you're dead. Yeah. Especially game one. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, game two you bring in some some two drop artifact removal, but game one you're dead. But burn, I mean, you can win through a turn one chalice with burn because most of your most powerful spells are at two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, yeah, your ones are good, but your twos are your, are your super powerful stuff. Right. I've definitely had games where I had chalice on one, chalice on two. I'm at six life and I lose. Sure. Like mm-hmm. Rift Bolt's a hell of a thing. Rift Bolt and Skewer the Critics, very good cards. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've done that recently. <laughs> we and Tom are sitting over here going, we did. <laughs> it only looks like a one man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think I may, because I'm playing in the GP. Um, I'm not sure what deck I'm settling on yet, but I feel like I may just jump back on the Pyromancy train. Um, it. It's done well for me in the past. I know how to play the deck because I feel comfortable with it. I think that's what I'm gonna do. What are you um, forcing Ludin with? Uh, it's a card called Ransack the Lab. One in the black. Look at the top three. Put one in your hand. Put two, the other two in the graveyard. So it could be an instantly like a two mana. It's sorcery, but two mana like draw three, depending on what you're putting in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that may be the option. That's so, a card I haven't bought in a long time. So something well, I was... they just printed it out of Modern Horizons. No, I know. I saw it on the spoiler. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that's cute. It's bad. It's basically in the format. Yeah, no. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So something I was thinking of, too, um, like how in, in uh, Burn we used to splash a green, like, one stomping ground for D-Rev in the board. Mm-hmm. If we're worried about all these Wurza decks and, you know, Thopter Boundary decks, instead of a stomping ground, why don't we put in a Blood Crypt for Rakdos Charm? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, that's option. I've done it before. Something it's, I've thought about. Um, the other thing things. is, they're they're not the fastest deck, and they yeah. have to kind of set up. Oh So yeah. you could also potentially. De- I don't know if you can do it if you're going to 19 lands, but if you if you have like an extra land on the board, kind of thing, you can maybe go to even like a Shatterstorm effect, mm. um, which I don't hate either. Um, or what you do is you just sideboard like three or four Cinder Vines. And just make them have to cast everything through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can blow up stuff too with it if you need to. Well, so. I don't know about I don't know about you, Dom, but I I haven't been running the D Rebs for a while. No, yeah, and I've, I've just been cut straight those. Boros. Yeah, well, they so. they gave us the um, Sunbay Canyons, and it's like I haven't really looked back. Yeah. So sure. That makes I, sense. I think, but I, I think the that splashing that green again would be fine. So I got a problem with it. I think you got to do one or the other. You definitely don't want to do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, I think with Boros, you get wear tear, which is nice. Um, I'm not even running that right now. Oh, I haven't updated it in a minute, though. Sure. I'm too busy That's playing fair. with Goblin. That's fair. <laughs> playing with Goblin's bad cards. I like watching you play Goblin, so it's a blast. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Prowess, and I haven't played it either in a while. Yeah. Um, so we're going to kind of start to wrap up here, uh, and to do so... We're going to kind of go around the horn and tell us what you're playing this week. What format, what deck, what are you going to do? Um, well, I am going to be looking at some legacy stuff, trying to figure out if goblins can still be played with the terror that is running six. Once again, that's another story, but whatever. Um <laughs> But I'm going to be trying to figure that out, looking at lists for that, but I think I'm really going to try and hammer in a Enchantress deck in Pioneer, I think. I got my stuff set up. I got, I feel like, a pretty okay list to start off with. 
Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think I'm going to try and run it through like two or three leagues and uh, get some feedback on it and then go from there. So that's cool. that's what I'm going to be trying to hone in on. So. Sweet. Luke? Uh, so this weekend I'm probably going to try to play Mono Red Standard, but when that doesn't fire uh, again, I will play uh, probably, I'll probably bring out Burn again, actually put away Prowess and, and, and start playing Burn again, get ready for possibility of going down to Columbus. Cool. Weeks. Sweet. Ian? Uh, I'm going to just be jamming more Pioneer decks on Magic Online. Um, I want to work on that mill deck. I want to work on the Eldrazi deck. And I'll probably end up playing one or three leagues with Enchantress when Stom sends me a list. <laughs> <laughs> because like I'm it. a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I like it. Go Brown. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is I'll probably play... Um, I'll probably put together some sort of Mardu list for Friday night, play Modern. Um, and then Saturday... Uh, I believe Pioneer's on Saturday. Yep. So maybe I will do something along the lines of like that. Either a Grim Flayer deck or like a Esper list with, and I'm going to play Pearl Lake Ancient. There would be a Pearl Lake Ancient in that deck. I'd be disappointed if there wasn't. I mean, who doesn't like big flash creatures? Mm. Your opponent when you cast them. Oh, that's right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, um... Thanks for listening this week. Uh, our plan is to uh, put these out at least to start every other week, um, just so we can kind of get in the swing of things. And then if things pick up, we'll go ahead and uh, maybe up that. Um, but in case anybody wants to get in touch with us, uh, you can get in touch with me either on Twitter, uh, which my Twitter is at spellslinger87. Uh, or you can find me on Twitch at land underscore go. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you. All right, all right.